I remember when I booked my wedding, I found a photographer, I loved them, really wanted to book them. And then I thought I found someone else who was cheaper and better and they weren't. And then, you know, I realised in my gut that I should have gone with this first one. They were booked. And so, you know, do, do some research, make sure you know what you want first. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Chris Piercy and I'm joined by my co-host Jack Brister today. And as always, we have a special guest and that's Tara Sanger, makeup artist. Uh, we've been speaking to her today about uh, her business and also our topic of conversation, which is what you get when you book an experienced wedding professional. Some really great points in here. I really hope you enjoyed the show. We did play Widingo today. We did forget to mention it to Tara. She didn't say the word, but the word was hippo. But uh, that's kind of null and void now. This is how we got on. Tara Sanger, thanks very much for joining us today. Could you tell us a bit about your business? Hello. Um, so I am a makeup artist. I am based in Dorset, um, in Bournemouth. And I have been going for nine years now. I primarily do bridal makeup, but I will do makeup for um, any occasion, any lessons, um, any tutorials, anything like that. So say you want to book me for your wedding day, but I'm not available, I can come and teach you everything you need to know for you to create like the perfect look for your wedding day. Um, but apart from that, I do loads and loads of weddings, normally about 75 a year. So really, really busy, absolutely love what I do spending the morning with you know people on the happiest day of their life and making them look fabulous that must be such a pleasure to be a part of that part of the day because you know it's the time when there must be so much excitement in the air and i can say with about 100 percent certainty i'm never going to get to be in that room in that uh in that space having that excitement so it's uh I mean, it'd be a bit weird if I turned up and started doing magic there or for yeah. whatever reason, but it must be like an absolute joy to be part of that. Oh, it's, it's an amazing experience. And, you know, you can, you feel the morning change throughout the day. So you'll get there, they'll be really excited to see you, really happy. You'll do their makeup. And then as the morning goes, you'll you'll feel them go through like their nerves and, and things like that. And then they'll get their dress on and then the happiness will come back again. Um, it's brilliant. It must be a bit, a bit of like a, a mixing pot of emotions then, just kind of... Massively, <laughs> especially with mums. Are, are the mums always the most emotional? Because I guess they're, they're seeing their, their, their little girl or... Yeah, like... definitely, yeah. And they, they have their last little minute worries and things like that. But, you know, then dad turns up and then the emotions come high again. And that's beautiful. It must be like that, I mean... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that the best part of the job? That's yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I love it when the dad comes in and then he gets all emotional and then, you know, I feel all emotional for them and you kind of, Everyone... then you see everything come together. <laughs> and everyone's crying and I start crying yeah. and then there's <laughs> tears everywhere. It, it's nice. It's lovely because <laughs> you spend a lot of time um, sending emails backwards and forwards, you know, like they quite often will book 18 months in advance, so... You, you've just spent a lot of time sending emails, talking to them on the phone. Then you'll do their trial and you'll really get to know them. And so then being there with them on the morning of their wedding is lovely because you kind of feel you've already got almost like a friendship with them. You know, they're really looking forward to seeing you and spending the morning with you. And you do honestly feel like you're part of part of their morning. You're not just a supplier turning out to do a job. You, you really feel like you're part of it. 
I feel like to a certain extent, Tara, your your job, and you may disagree, is um, to a certain extent being able to manage those emotions because you're you know what's coming next, you know what's going through those brides' minds because you've been there so many times, you kind of know what's coming, and you can sort of prep them and you can put them at ease. Would you say that's something you kind of have to do as part of your job? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Almost every morning, I'll be they'll be like, "Oh, I'm absolutely fine." You know, I, I don't feel nervous at all at the moment. I just feel like I'm getting ready for a night out, and I sort of say to them, "Oh, you know, you you will." You, you know, it's normally about an hour before when you realise that there's less than an hour to go, and then you know you'll you'll suddenly feel quite different, and um, you know, it does happen. And then I'm like, "Remember what I said," and you know, it's just all about keeping them calm and reassuring them that they, you know, they don't need to worry. Everything's going to be fine and then they're, they're normally okay, fingers crossed. I think that it's a bit like when you're a... Um, what's a good example of this? If you're like a, a, a masseuse or if you're like a, a physio or something like that, I mean, obviously you're there to do the massage, you're there to do the adjustment if you're a chiropractor or whatever else, but half the job is actually the talking and you know a lot of people just feel will come in feeling a lot better after their appointment or whatever because they've had that little space and that opportunity to, to speak to so although you are like jack, jack said although you're there to do the makeup it, it, there's so much more to it than actually just the application of the makeup or the, the hairdresser doing the hair it's uh imparting your experience of the the, the whole process of the day uh, and kind of taking them through that part of the journey i guess yeah, definitely. You're a bit of a therapist. Yeah, you're, you're a therapist as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving away from the, the therapy side of your business and talking more about the makeup, I mean, we learned quite a Well, I think we learned an incredible amount from Kirsten Sayre, uh, who was on, on, on our very first episode last year. Um, but that's because me and Jack basically knew nothing about makeup whatsoever. Um, that's true. So how, how much does a, a bride's makeup in general uh, differ from how they might wear makeup on a kind of day-to-day um so it's it's hugely different like almost every person i make up says like oh how do you make it last so long and why does it never last for me you know it wears off halfway through the day and it's it's literally knowing everything about their skin first so that you can put the right products on and prep the skin and make it last the day so when you do your own makeup you'll you'll get up in the morning you'll pop it on you know you won't necessarily spend lots of time on it you'll you've got to get off to work or do what you need to do whereas when I'm prepping it for a wedding you know that it needs to last from possibly eight o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night so you need to make sure that you're using the right products that are going to suit their skin if they've got an oily skin you don't want to be putting products on that are going to be too hydrating for them too moisturizing because it will slip off and vice versa if they have a very dry skin then you don't want to put anything on that's oil free because it's just going to soak into the skin so for me knowing all that information first will really make sure that it's going to stay perfect all day long and it's just using the right primers the right products and the right techniques just to kind of keep it perfect so my my question sort of bunny hopping off that though is does that mean that the uh, the trial the, the makeup trial is a vital part of the makeup process yes yeah the trial is so important because um not just to check it last all day but to check that they don't have any um, skin irritations to any of the products i mean all the products i use are um sort of safe for the skin they're allergy tested and things like that but everyone's different everyone can have different allergies to different things so 
you know the morning of the wedding isn't the time to be trying a product that then is going to cause a rash on the skin um or something like that it's also not the time to be thinking oh actually can I have a little bit more of this a little bit more of that you want to have the trial know that you're 100% happy with everything and comfortable with everything so that on the morning you know exactly what you're getting and then there'll be no anxiety for you as well perfect answer and I think that is the kind of answer you only get with experience which ties us in perfectly to our topic for today uh, which is what you get when you book an experienced professional so uh, what is your instant thoughts on that kind of question or topic that has been raised today Tara so I mean it's it's a hard one because of course everyone's got to start somewhere and um, you know learn somehow but the difference between booking someone who's done it for a long time I mean I've done it for nine years so you know I know the ins and outs of everything pretty much is that I know the timings of the morning you know I'm not gonna just turn up and rush my way through it I work my timings out perfectly so that it's a very very calm morning I always allow a little bit of extra time so that um, I call it my faffing time but if someone's not quite ready someone's still having breakfast someone's still doing hair there's still time for that no one ever overruns I know the the best products that are going to to work best on the skin so I spend a lot of time trying out new products um, I always try them on myself first to make sure that they're they're going to really really work for the bride um, I've also you know I've got my insurance which is like so important for a makeup artist I find sometimes not not everyone but like sometimes when you're newer you, that's not something you would always think about um, I also have got a really good relationship with a lot of um, other suppliers so when I turn up on the morning, I already know them. So I know how they work, they know how I work. So the morning will work, uh, will run really smoothly. And I also know the, the best products that are gonna work well in different lighting situations. So when they're being f photographed, if it's gonna be flash photography, if the day's gonna be dull, if it's gonna be really hot sunshine, you know, I know how to adapt those products to make it last and to photograph well in those situations don't think you could have covered much more in that that was incredible i think that well that just uh that answered just stank of the idea of someone who knows exactly what they're talking about i think so yeah uh, and i couldn't agree with that more. and that's and that's what comes from the the kind of hundreds and hundreds of weddings that you've done i mean i think that the the other thing and we kind of have touched on this already is the fact that you although you are a makeup artist you're not just a makeup artist so you know if you have a, a newbie coming along and they're um, speaking to a bride and then the makeup maybe goes a tiny bit wrong and then the bride starts panicking and the makeup artist starts panicking because they've not done it before and then all of a sudden this kind of mixing pot of emotions which you've already described just starts boiling over and you know whereas someone who's professional someone who's very experienced will won't probably won't have got themselves in that situation anyway but will know how to deal with it should it arise um what's your what's your thoughts on that jack I think it's uh, a very good point and it's something that I say to people all the time because people ask I don't know if they ask you the same thing Chris but they ask me does it ever do your tricks ever go wrong and to my my honest answer to that is yes but you'd never know because I know I I know where it's supposed to go but because I'm a professional I know that sometimes things go wrong but I have a way out of that if it does go wrong so you will never find out that anything happened. And much like, you know, if, if maybe something goes slightly awry with the makeup for whatever reason, 
they'll never know it because you'll have solved the problem before they've even thought it might have gone wrong. And that's, I think, the difference between booking a, a professional and someone who isn't. Yeah, yeah, you never, you never want to start panicking or flapping in front of the bride who might already be feeling a little bit nervous. If you see something hasn't quite gone wrong, then you sort it out, you change it up, and it's fine again. Yeah, I think the, the, the whole idea of experience, there's a lot of issues with this within the magic community because um, uh, you, you can literally hire someone for like 10% of the sort of fee that me and Jack would charge um, and you kind of think well they're just doing a couple of card tricks or whatever why is why is this person 10 times more expensive or 3 times more expensive or something like that I think it's because people often don't realise how much more there is to what a wedding professional does so for instance if myself or Jack could book for a couple of hours at um, the drinks reception and there's 100 people there, we know, because we've done it hundreds of times before, how we have to allot our time um, so we do get around everyone. Because so it can be the case where, you know, if you've got uh, a newbie magician who's got a fun, easy crowd, uh, they might just hang around for a group for e- ages, for like 20 minutes of their two hours, because they're finding it easy and they're getting good reactions. But their job is to go along and entertain everyone not just the ones who are kind of screaming when they're doing doing the easiest thing possible. So that's uh, a lot of that comes from experience. I can honestly say when I started out um, doing weddings kind of eight years ago, it was very, very different to how I do it now. It's like, oh God, these these guys are easy to perform too. Oh, um, I'll I'll do I'll do some magic for them. I'll do that. God, that guy looks like he might not like magic. I'm not going to go over there. Whereas now I'm like, cool, that guy looks like he's going to be hard work. This is going to be fun. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and often, I'm sure Jack will agree, these are they're often the most rewarding people, people to perform for. Because when they're like these kind of utterly stiff upper lip, I'm not reacting to anything, and then you absolutely break them with a piece of magic they can't explain, their reaction is that much more um, rewarding to us. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that totally. And it's, it's interesting because I had the same thing is that I started off very differently to how I do it now. And something that I always do at the start of a gig now that I never used to do would be I, I would spend, he's talking about allotting time, I spend nearly five minutes just before I start observing the room and seeing how it how the room is working, which is something that I've learned over time so I know who the first group is to, um, to go and entertain, which perhaps uh, someone who doesn't know what they're doing would necessarily do. I think uh, I've got two questions which both of you may have opinions on. I've got opinions on as well. But the first one would be, how do you know you're booking an experienced professional as opposed to an amateur? Because anyone can have a half-decent website. Anyone can you know, look like they know what they're doing. How do you know, as a bride, inquiring with these people, whether they know what they're doing or not? Do you want to go first? I, I'm happy going first. Um, I think that the f- main thing is talking to them on the phone and you know they should be able to answer any question that you've got and if they can't answer it they should be able to say i'm not really sure actually um because and answer everything confidently because i think that there's very few questions that get thrown at me by couples that i don't know the answer to um and i feel like confident talking about thing um confident talk to them um and being able to advise them as well because often you know very rarely when someone gets in contact with me have they ever booked a magician before and maybe they haven't seen a magician at a wedding before but they kind of like the idea so they may want may want some guidance on it so a lot of people maybe think that oh 
definitely wants uh, some entertainment for the evening, so I'm going to book the magician for the evening. Whereas it does work, but I would say it's not the, the best investment of their money having uh, magic during the evening because they've probably already got some other entertainment there. So I'm, I kind of will guide or advise them that the kind of during the drinks reception or after the meal when it's a bit quieter, that actually works a lot better. So I, I think in brief, uh, it's being able to talk to them on the phone and then be able to exude confidence about everything about your wedding not just what they do as well tara what was any thoughts on that yeah no i would agree um it it is of course really hard for brides looking for a makeup artist to know how good they are how long they've done it you know you've just got to put a type uh, search into google and like a hundred different names will come up but again i do agree like if you speak to them they'll know what they're talking about they'll know timings um again it's it's looking at their work. I mean, sometimes you'll get people that are only doing um, makeup on their self. Um, so are they, you know, they, they might be really good at doing makeup on their self, but are they experienced at doing it on other people? Look at their photos. I mean, you can tell if a photo's been airbrushed um, on like a phone app or whatever or not. You want to see genuine pictures, genuine work. Um, if they've, um, like reviews are, are really important as well. I mean, of course, you can get fake reviews, but um, you can you can generally tell between a, a real review or, you know, a friend just putting up a, a comment for you. But definitely how, speaking to them face to face, getting a feel for how they are. And you can normally tell if someone knows what they're talking about or not straight away. Yeah, I totally agree. With I think that. on a slightly more boring note, but I do think it needs to be covered, is that when it comes to the kind of booking process, what is what their kind of reaction is to that if they just go okay cool i'll turn up at yours uh, to do the makeup at uh, this time um yes. or is it okay you want to book me uh here's the contract that you need to sign please read through that in full uh this is my bank details for you to pay your deposit or your booking uh, booking fee or whatever it is uh and then the remaining balances due whenever or whatever uh those kind of contracts those sort of invoices and things they all need to be put in place because that is you know, that's security for you and that is security for them and if they're not even thinking about either of those things uh then it's it doesn't scream i'm an experienced wedding professional yeah no, that's 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 definitely true um and i do hear that a lot and and when i speak to other friends and that, i always say to them if they are sort of in the same industry as me i always encourage them to do like booking forms and invoices and things because it is security it's good for you there's then no way that you can forget or misplace anything because you've kind of got it there in black and white in front of you um and you know brides like it for their notes and for their security as well you know they, they have their little wedding box that they like to keep everything in and keep everything secure so yeah definitely 100 percent, they need to be having their book and force contract invoices and things like that yeah it's just how everything is kind of handled by the wedding professional as much as anything else isn't it and so my second question is slightly controversially you're organized what, today yeah i know it's rare isn't it i know this, um <laughs> taking my surprise to carry, carry on <laughs> my second question kind of controversially is when is it okay to book someone who's not a wedding professional because obviously they need to get experience because otherwise they're never going to become a, prof- a you know, an experienced professional so when is it okay to do that i think um for someone who's new you know start by do doing friends and families weddings that they don't you know they don't mind um so you can really build your experience up there and you know you need to like network with people build up your sort of circle of suppliers so that 
you kind of get more confident you get to know the way they work um i guess if you've tried everyone else and there's no one else available then sometimes you're just going to have to take that leap of faith and sort of see where it takes you and you know i'm not saying if you book someone who's not done it for very long you're not going to get a good job because you might do but they they will just work differently if i think of the way that i worked when i first started to the way i work now of course it's very different because you're always learning <coughs> excuse me i've developed a cough this morning um yeah so you never you never stop learning so the way you do something now will of course be different to the way you do it in 10 years time just because things change things differ and and things like that but you don't know that until you start and you sort of progress yeah, I, d- I think that the a really important thing to point out is that uh, a new supplier doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad supplier uh, no like, you know, no absolutely um, it might just be that they've they've been doing makeup for years or they've been doing floristry for years or they've been in hair for years but they've only just started doing it in the kind of the, the wedding industry so I think that's kind of an important thing to mention. Uh, when is it okay to do that? Um, presumably, um, 99 times out of 100, the newer people are going to be cheaper. Um, so if you're trying to save money, if you're trying to, um, that's a, an area when it's um, maybe okay. Uh, and I guess if if the thing that you're talking about is something which is an add-on, or it's something you don't really value that much. It's kind of like, oh, I've got some a bit of money left over. What can I spend it on? So you know, if you, if like your magician is your absolute afterthought, you know, then you don't probably don't care about it that much. So you're probably going to pay less for it. Whereas if you kind of realise the value of it, then you're going to want to get someone who's really really good. Um, and the same would apply not just with magic but across across the board the, the, the things which are artifacts and things that you don't have much value on those will be the things that you know you, you take that risk because you don't care that much about it well I think that leads us on quite nicely to uh, the quickfire question it's time so first question what is your number one tip for hiring a makeup artist I would say my number one tip is do your research um, and make sure you like what you see. So don't just go for someone who who everyone says is fab. Have a look at their work first. If you want a very natural, minimalist look, then there's no point going with the girl who does the heavy contouring and the huge lashes because that's not her style. Um, and the same vice versa, if you want a heavy look and the the makeup artist that you're looking at only ever post really supernatural pictures, then you're not going to get what you want. So you make sure you find someone who uses a style that you like. Brilliant. Uh, moving on, our uh, your favourite wedding story. Um, so not really like a story as such, but I had a bride um, earlier this year, and she was a little bit more nervous, um, a little bit more self conscious um, about herself. So we ended up doing a couple of trials because she wasn't 100% sure. She, she loved the first trial, but then she wanted to try something different. She wasn't sure. Um, and then it came to the morning. She absolutely loved everything. She'd invited me along to the evening wedding. Um, so I went along and partied for, with her in the evening as well. And um, we've just remained quite sort of friendly since. And it was so nice to see her come from sort of being quite nervous and unsure to this incredibly beautiful bride. I think that's really lovely because guess that the biggest part of your job is just making uh, a bride feel 100% comfortable in her own skin 
uh, and you know taking from who we felt obviously really uncomfortable to that is is just wonderful uh next question jack what is it it is your worst wedding story um <laughs> i don't really have any like worst ones as such but there was a day again it was this year hot hot weather i turned out the poor bride had um said that her videographer had cancelled on her last minute the night before it was just boiling her mum was getting in her dress the zip broke on her dress so we were sewing her into it so lots of things were going wrong um so it wasn't really like the worst wedding because touch wood i don't really get any bad ones but that one was starting to go bad for them but we managed to turn it around we sewed the mum into the dress um we sorted everything for out for her so i mean there was a happy ending but at the time it was a bit like, a bit hairy at the at that moment that's what you get by booking a professional i guess isn't it an experienced yeah. pro <laughs> yeah that's the thing see quite often i won't just i never just do the makeup so i'll be sewing people in dresses putting buttonholes on sorting flowers out tidying the house up for them you know it's not it's not just doing the makeup i think that's probably the, the one thing we probably overlooked is that you get so much more than you know yeah so like yeah things like I end up kind of ushering people as I'm sure you do Jack saying yeah they're actually doing a photo can you get outside right now because otherwise you are literally delaying the wedding I'm not that rude when I say it (laughs) or uh, yeah or even simple things like showing them where the toilet is yeah that's uh, (laughs) the the glamorous side Um, (laughs) and your number one general wedding planning tip Um, I would say my number one planning tip is just do your research don't just go for the first thing you see with anything you know look around um follow your gut i remember when i booked my wedding i found a photographer loved them really wanted to book them and then i thought i found someone else who was cheaper and better and they weren't and then you know i realized in my gut that i should have gone with this first one they were booked and so you know do do some research make sure you know what you want first you know in your mind because if you don't know what you want then they can't really help you so you know do your research see what you want and then if you once you know book them don't delay um and then that moves us on to the random question of the week this week your random question is what is your what is at the top of your bucket list just my personal one yeah your personal bucket list yeah uh, um go to new york <laughs> when, when, when you yeah, and it's, it's, it's nothing much, but yeah, I've always wanted to go to New York um, just to see all the sights and look around. That's actually a good question, Jack. What, Thanks. Yeah. No, normally Jack makes me do all the random questions, so that's actually a good one. I guess you want to know mine, Jack. Yeah, go on, Chris. Well, I've kind of done it, I think. Yeah, I thought that might be your answer. So, well, the, the bungee jump. Uh, the bungee jump was probably uh, way up there. Uh, the, doing the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, uh, that was way up there. Uh, and I don't really know what's at the, on my bucket list, like, remaining. Um, Jack, what's on top of your bucket list? I would say I would love to learn to fly a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, Jack and your jets and helicopters. Uh, Tara Sanger, thank you so much for joining us today. If people are interested in finding out more about uh, booking you as their experienced makeup professional, uh, where can they so find you? So they can find me on the internet, www.tarasangermakeup.co.uk or on Facebook and Instagram, which is Tara Sanger, M-U-A. 
Uh, and uh, Jack, if they want to hire your beautifully coiffed hair and face and dexterous hands for their wedding, uh, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, the Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at J Brister Magic. Chris, if people want to find about more about how they can have a bald-headed magician <laughs> at their wedding where can they go well first of all i point out that other bald magicians are available but if they want me specifically uh because of my handsomeness etc uh then they can find me at chrispiercingmagic.co.uk or find me on instagram chrispiercingmagic or just by searching chrispiercingmagician on facebook i also have a book it's called blissful wedding planning uh, becoming a stoic bride you can find it on amazon oh that was awful right uh that <laughs> brings us to the end of today's episode thank you so much for joining us today tara Thanks for having me uh, it's been really interesting having a chat with you and uh, we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast.